Before we start the show, we'd like to remind our audio listeners that this show was developed as a video podcast. If you'd like to see any of the visuals that are referenced in this episode, we invite you to check out our YouTube channel. Simply search for the Conquer Risk podcast. You'll see all the shows we produce, including this one. And just like the audio, you can subscribe to be notified the moment a new episode drops. Enjoy the show. From Research by Potomac and the Conquer Risk Podcast, this is Who Charted. Okay, everybody, welcome back to Who Charted, the most exciting six minutes in markets. I am Dan Russo, Director of Research here at Potomac. With me, as always, is Drew Wells. Drew, you know the drill, six charts, six minutes. Let's get after it. All right. It has been no uh, secret. I think if you've been following along in our notes over the past uh, several months, really, we've hit the international space pretty hard. This is international small caps showed up in a uh, know what you own note recently for us. Um, breaking out above that 34 and a quarter level right there at the uh, at the summer highs above rising uh, 50 day moving average, along with a golden cross actually in the uh, fund itself. And so starting to see a lot of those golden crosses long term starting to uh pop up there. We've done a lot of work on that. Dan's done a lot of work on that recently as well. So if you have to be invested in the international space, what's interesting uh, is that this has been performing pretty well, but if you have to own some small caps, this has actually been outperforming uh, domestic small caps as late. And I don't think this is a story that not enough people are talking about. Obviously the decline of the dollar has really helped push a lot of uh, assets up in the international space. Dollars testing uh, support there, you know, from early summer of last year, it could be a risk to the downside. So just mind your support levels and keep an eye on everything. All right. Uh, so I think one of the themes that you're going to see in a lot of the charts here today is kind of a risk on tone to markets. One of the best ways that I like to see that is through the discretionary versus staples ratio, but an equal weighted version. Take the equal weight because Amazon and Tesla are massive weights inside the consumer discretionary um, sector. So what you have here is the ratio of discretionary to staples equally weighted breaking out after consolidating through the back half of 2022. Another golden cross there as well with 50-day crossing above the 200-day moving average. And that is on the heels of a positive divergence where you saw the S&P 500 make a lower low in October, but this ratio did not. To me, this speaks to risk on. But interestingly, as I ran a test last week and the golden cross on this ratio actually does add value to the S&P 500 when you're going out on longer time frames, six month time frame, 12 month time frame, actually enhances performance and or win rates. All right, one of the things that you wanna see is the S&P 500 has perked up above its 200 day moving average, starting to head, get some of those red thrusts over the past couple of weeks and a lot of bullish price action is you wanna see the risky stocks outperform. And really that's arguably what we've seen. Take a look at uh, S&P 500 high beta, the ETF here actually testing uh, resistance from the highs back in the summer. So really, if you're an equity bull, you want to see this level broken to the upside. You know, again, this is the third time we'll hit on it. I think uh, so far in this episode, another golden cross on the uh, SPHB ETF here is definitely bullish. Want to see a breakout above that uh, highlighted zone there. Take a look at relative to the S&P 500. Yeah, cracking a, a one-year high and just pressing to new highs. And this is exactly the kind of risk appetite that you really want to see coming off of uh, that higher low in the S&P 500. So it's definitely an arrow uh, in the quiver with the bulls. All right, let's talk about one of my favorite relationships in the markets. Uh, the S&P 500 relative to the, um, the um, I'm sorry, the semiconductors relative to the S&P 500. Um, 
people who've been following my work for a long time know I pay close attention to the semiconductors. I actually think I kind of call this the new Dow theory. Um, I've been talking about it in that regard for years. Um, everybody who knows Dow theory knows that it's, you know, over a hundred years old. The economy's changed. Semiconductors are pervasive in our lives. If semis are outperforming the S&P, that's probably bullish. Not always, but usually bullish for the market in general. So you have here, after a downtrend through much of 2021 and 2022, starting to reverse higher in the three-month slope, uh, has been positive since November. So an interesting relationship that should be on your radar screen. And if it's working, that's generally bullish for stocks in general. All right, we hear this term a lot, and uh, we've done quite a bit of work on this actually in our notes over the past, really since the summer of uh, the summer of last year, and trying to define what exactly is a stock picker's market, and that is thrown around on uh, various financial media sources all the time. It gets under my skin just a little bit if you can't tell already. So what we did was actually create uh, a couple of indicators here to give us an idea of whether or not it makes sense to position materially different than the market, right? So there's two types of risks idiosyncratic or stock specific, and then you have market related risk. And this is a way to think about market related risk and how much uh, of that is associated with individual stocks. That's been declining. It's not from the lowest levels in the past year. The percentage of stocks that are highly correlated with the S&P. As the S&P has risen year to date, that number continues to decline down into the 20s. Uh, for active managers, uh, you know, this is a number that you really want to see continue to decline. Take a look at the average S&P 500 component correlation, again, declining as well. So from an objective standpoint, it's definitely been a stock figures market year to date. All right. So last year I dumped on Bitcoin. This year I'm actually going to speak positive about it for now anyway. Uh, but again, you know, because it is not an uncorrelated asset the way the hardcore Bitcoin believers tried to tell you it was that story to me got debunked at least here in the short term but what i'm interested in as bitcoin as a signal for risk in the market in general highly correlated uh, to the riskier pockets of the market but what's interesting to me is i think we had capitulation here i think we had capitulation here in november look at the volume at the bottom of the chart right the volume that traded in november when when bitcoin tanked down to about fifteen thousand or so is greater than the volume that traded in March of 2020, April 2020, when there was a day in that time frame where Bitcoin got cut in half. So, you know, if you're looking for capitulation in a highly risky asset, I think you saw it here in November in Bitcoin. Then we went sideways and now starting to work higher. 24,000 key level to watch there. Uh, but I think as long as Bitcoin is working, probably a risk on environment so you know i'm trying to win back some favor uh with the with the hardcore bitcoin bulls that might have gotten upset by my comments last year uh but i really don't care what you think this thing looks like it capitulated and it's starting to move higher and that's probably bullish for risk assets so that's what i brought today drew bring us home all right the man himself extending the uh, olive branch back to the, <laughs> the crypto community so i literally always, don't care i could care yeah. less <laughs> We appreciate your time. If you uh, like this kind of content, of course you can. Help us out by smashing that subscribe button, like in the video, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast.